Dime por qué lloras de felicidad Y por qué te ahogas por la soledad Y por qué me tomas fuerte así mis manos Y tus pensamientos te bajan llevando Bienvenidos a Radio Meneo, a Embero Valleti Flores And I'm Miriam Sorla Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week, because it's San Valentin, uh-huh. we are bringing you an episode on Power Couples. Hey! I've been excited about this episode for a while, um, just because I think it's a cute idea. <laughs> and I think that mostly we've done, like, anti-Valentine's Day episodes, like our... Um, Como se llama? Mejor Sola episode, which I think is iconic. That was like our first Valentine's Day, anti-Valentine's yeah, Day episode. Yeah, so exactly. This is a little <laughs> bit more like in line with Valentine's Day than we usually are. Pero here we go. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, at first I was like, okay, how many of these people are? We thought of like, the first people we thought of was J-Lo and Mark Anthony, mm-hmm. which is, as you hear, our first pick. Why don't yeah. we take a listen to this again? It's J-Lo and Mark Anthony, No Mouths. Esa es la verdad Si la gente quiere Sabe lastimar Tú y yo partiremos Ellos no se mueven Pero en este cielo Sola no me dejes No me dejes No me dejes No me escuches Si te digo no me ames No me dejes So a former power couple Yes, a former power couple. And I was really surprised to know, I don't know if you knew this, that this song they did together before they were dating. What? Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Me 1999. Wow. 1999, they did this. This was on her first, uh, this was on her debut album on the 6th. Um, and yeah, they were not yeah, dating yet. They were like both with other people in the interim so I don't know what if there was like a scandalo but like this song clearly they have chemistry you know I mean this is a pretty powerful well Mark is a known cheater he is so that's all I'll say it's true he is known I don't know about (laughs) J-Lo yeah he's known yeah if you look at like his Wikipedia like his his marriages and divorces overlap too much, you know, for there not to be some cheating yeah, way too much (laughs) pero um, I don't actually like I was not super aware of the two of them when they were together. Were you aware of this power couple yes, relationship? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do remember that's when they were together. Because, I mean, you know, my parents watched the gossip shows. Like, yeah. Like, La Flaca, all yeah. that. It's all, like, it was on here. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I wasn't super aware. But I've been wanting to bring No Mammoth to this show for years. <laughs> I was looking surprised we hadn't brought it already. I know. Well, I was kind of holding <laughs> out for this Latinx karaoke episode that's never going to happen. Because Vero hates karaoke. <laughs> Because I'm she hates joy. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we'll get you. I so here's my deal. I like private karaoke. So you're like in a room with your friends and you like get to like sing songs together. I'm not into this like performance karaoke like at a club or at a bar. I don't want to listen to random people sing, drunk mm-hmm. people. Like I just don't want to do it. But like my friends, so that's what I'm into, which is like more of like the Korean karaoke style. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm into. And this is a song I always do. Actually, shout out to my friend Aurea. Um, we usually do this duet together. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just a, it's a really good one. It's, you know, there, there's a lot of 
uh, art to picking a good karaoke song, and this is one. And one of the reasons it's really, I mean, it's great to have a duet because then you can like bring a friend. But um, so easy, J Lo can't sing. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. So I, (laughs) you know, I love J Lo. I don't have a lot of like shit to say about her, but like singing, like vocal, is not like her strong suit. You know, she can do okay, but like put next to someone like Mark Anthony who has like. The most amazing voice. You yeah. really gotta have balls for J Lo to be J Lo and do a Mark Anthony. Yeah, have or say. have like a little like. And what made him do it with her? You know what I mean? I feel like no wonder they were like going to get together later on. Like this must have come out of some sort of because she was just a debut artist. It's not like she had a big. I mean, she had a big name. I mean, she was known. She as, like, was a an dance, actress and a dancer. And a dancer. Like, really, she's a dancer, right? J Lo right. is a dancer. I feel yeah. like the fact that she has made it as a singer and an actor, yeah, respect, dude. She's not very good at either. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> respect. I really, really respect really? that because she's not great. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that they did this together, like, I don't think anyone was surprised when they got together later on. You know. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, they got married in 2004 and then she gave birth to twins in 2008 and then they split in 2011. Um, but it seems like from the little bit, I was like doing a little bit of digging. I don't actually don't follow her on social media, although now I do after today, but, um, it appears that they do a lot of like happy co-parenting, at least publicly. And like, there's oh. pictures of her and him and the kids and A Rod, her new boo. A Rod all together, yeah. yeah. Which A Rod like, and Mark Anthony go to like the baseball game together and right. shit, right? So they're like friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have. I mean, I know that, that that we know that he's had a history of cheating, but I also just feel like. I don't know. I have like a positive feeling toward Mark Anthony and the way that he like acts in the world and like his bromance with Will Smith and Jada Pink. I don't know. I just, I don't know. But the I other have, thing that I, I know about there, Mark Anthony is that he has an excellent tailor. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. That man in a suit, like it's like it's these suits that he wears, they're yeah. like, they like make love to his body. This man is like thin, like not like very, very built. You know, he's just yeah. like, you know, not particularly attractive, but mm-hmm. that man in a suit, I swear to God, like the swag jumps out. Shout out to Mark Anthony's Taylor, whoever you are. I'm paying attention that. to you. I love that. It just shows the show if you have enough money, everyone can look good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, the man is just a voice. He's all voice. Like, that's really what he brings to the table. Um, so I still really want to see him live. It's like really expensive. It's like a hundred dollars yeah. for like the nosebleed seats, but like someday I want to do it because yeah, I, I want to buy my incredible. mom tickets to go see Mark Anthony Aww. one day. I think she she would really she sweet. would love to see Mark Anthony live. Maybe one day we're gonna go together. Yeah, that would be really sweet. I love that. Very sweet. So yeah, this whole episode is really about like Latinx couples who are both in music and like making sort of music happen together and bringing bringing together like both of their big reputations so these two were kind of the inspiration for this episode yeah yeah for sure and I mean it's been a couple weeks but we're Mm -hmm. talking about J-Lo and the Super Bowl happened Mm -hmm. so you know when the Super Bowl was going to happen we got a couple of messages on social media like are you going to do a special episode on the Super Bowl and the thing is I was traveling so we had to record our shit like beforehand so like when you know this is the first time we're recording actually after the super bowl yep so yeah so do you have thoughts what are your thoughts super bowl so i have to admit that i just watched it like 10 minutes before we recorded i was and i was paying attention to like what people were saying and the social i mean you couldn't really ignore it like it was everywhere but um, i don't know nothing something about like i was just like i didn't just like jump on and watch it but i just so i just watched it right now um, I mean, I think it's I think it's nuanced. I think it's complicated, right? I think, you know, they shouldn't have done the show because of in solidarity with the protest and Colin Kaepernick and the fucked up things that the um, NFL does on many many levels, including that protest and the fact that like a lot of number of black artists both last year and this year declined to do the show. So I think that's like yeah. one piece of it, right? Yeah, that's how I feel. Like I just wish they would have said no. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. let Maroon 5 do it or some shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 So like there's that. But then watching it, I mean, I did really feel like there's something big about having such a Latinx performance in the midst of this political moment at something like the fucking Super Bowl, which is like as Americana as you get, you know? And the fact that it was in mm-hmm. Miami and like, I mean, I feel like they toned it down in a lot of ways. Like there wasn't a lot of Spanish songs. Like it was mostly both of them singing their English songs. Like they really, I feel like held it back in some ways, but like you can't watch that and not feel like that was super like Latinx and like very brown in terms of um, 
the cultural pieces and also like the dancers. It was like very, felt to me very like black and brown. I mean, more brown than black, but like there were definitely black dancers. And I don't know, there was something about that. Even just like Shakira at the very beginning being like, hola Miami, you know, like this is the fucking Super Bowl. And here we are like really centering the reality of this country, which is that there's a huge, huge population of Latinx people and we are just as much a part of this as anybody else, you know? And so, I don't know. There was something powerful about that to me. Yeah, for sure. I I totally felt that. And also, like, it just fucking sucks that that has to come at the expense of, like, Black people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just, I think it really... I felt all of that and, like, the fact that it happened in that context, like, really, like, highlights something fundamental about, like, the failures of Latinidad in general, right? And about, like, I don't know, like, the failures of the ways that we're in solidarity with each other. Yeah. Um, So it's, yeah, like, it's all of it. Like, I saw the show and, like, you know, like, I feel like what one thing that was really cool was seeing, like, all the ways that Shakira brought, like, her Lebanese mm-hmm. background also yeah. to, into totally. the mix. And, like, yeah. I heard that, like, mid- Middle Eastern communities really, like, felt, like, you know, something seeing, yeah. like, Shakira, like, do, you know, like, the Sahruta, like, that, like, you know, like, her cry, whatever thing that mm-hmm. Shakira's been doing forever. Mm-hmm. Um, pero, yeah, you know, like, that it has to be under that under that um context you know and and also it's like it's very apropos right I think it speaks really directly to the ways that like you know this like latinidad is failing us in a lot of ways yeah I think it also you know but but yeah it's like a lot of it a lot of different things yeah it speaks speaks to how like sort of easy divide and conquer can be, you know, like how easy it's so can be easy. Yeah. To pit people yeah. against each other and like all the different forces that influence that. Um For and sure. make that possible. Um yeah. It's a it's a lot. And then also like there were so many like white America reactions to this that were so like that just to demonstrate the level of racism that exists right people being like why is there a halftime show in Spanish that shit was not in Spanish it was in English like (laughs) how like people seeing this as not American even though like yeah, Shakira's from Colombia, but like J Lo's from, from Por- and she's from Puerto Rico, which is part yeah, of the United she's States. Rican, like which what is the also fuck? A colony of the yeah. United States. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, the ways in which and then also there was like a lot of commentary about maybe being overly sexualized and that, that not being appropriate for like children. Just like all That's sorts crazy of to me. basic That's, day that one. That's crazy shit. to me. That's I like know. every Super Bowl woman performance is that sexual. And it's like we're not more sexual just because you're Latina. I know. Just like like, or like that body or something. Make you. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I know. Yeah. There's something about being Latina that like you're immediately more sexual and like whatever the fuck you do. Yeah. So yeah. Whack. So like basic racism stuff. What did you think of Jay Balvin and Bad Bunny's like cameos? I thought that they were cute. You know, like again, like within like within the context of all of it, which is yeah. I wish that none but of them had been there. Been there. Yeah. Um. I think within, or like something else, you know, like they could, I feel like it's like, you know, like take a knee, you know, and make a donation to CAPS programs or something, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, but, you know, they were, I thought it was, you know, it was cute. Like in some ways that, that like they, they were all there. And then it's just like, one thing that felt hard, it's like, it's one thing it's like, okay, you picked JLo and Chiquita. And then, like, you invite Balvin and J. Ba- and uh, J. Balvin and Bad Bunny, and it's like you're making a claim. It's sort of like what's what it sort of feels like is like them being like, "This is what Latinidad is," and it's like, "Wow, that yeah. Latinidad is like super light, super mm-hmm. white," you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like it feels like, yeah. well, you know, like maybe you could yeah. have invited somebody else, you know? Like, right. but these two dudes are like, you know, like two of the biggest stars in Urbano, which right. again, like speaks to like a larger problem around race and right. Latinidad and whatever. Right. But, um, and they're probably not even known to so many people in the U.S. Like they're like, yeah. who are these dudes? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like they have no a idea A lot of people in the are. U.S. are like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. What's that like spaceman doing in his yeah. all silver outfit? Exactly. You know? Yeah, they have no idea. Yeah, they have no idea who these guys are. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Out Latino did a little mini episode about um, 
about the halftime show that just came out today with the day we're recording a few days before this comes out um, with like Susie Exposito and a bunch of other like women, Latinx women writers and cultural critics and talking about some of the dynamics. So I'll, I'll link that um, if folks want to take a listen to that. I appreciated it. Um, yeah. One- and if you get our newsletter, yeah. I, we links to a article, an article that Susie Mm-hmm. wrote from um, Susie at Rolling Stone wrote yep. um, about that sort of like breaks down sort of all these things that I thought was like again like a good breakdown of all the different yep. things yeah and she grew up in Miami and you know so it's like it had all these ties to it um the other thing I wanted to point out was that JLo's daughter performed with her yeah yeah I, I have to admit I didn't know who she was and I had to google it I was like who is the little girl at the Super Bowl <laughs> my oh, guess I didn't was know that she it was... was either at all yeah. I like yeah. just saw you know headlines that were like oh JLo performed with her daughter I was like oh okay that's what I was yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, her kids are 11 now and JLo has full custody in case you're wondering, which I learned in my Wikipedia. <laughs> I truly <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> um, I mean, it's hard. Mark lives Good in Miami and JLo lives in New York, you know, whatever, but it does seem like they do some, they do some co-parenting. Um, also, I remember when she got pregnant, I was like, it was one of those situations. It was kind of like a Beyonce situation of like, did she actually carry these children? Because like, day after giving birth to twins she was like running a marathon or something wild I don't remember the details but she did some sort of extreme like exercise thing and it's like did you have a pretend surrogate or did you actually are you just like magic this woman is just like magic somehow her body yeah I mean my mother apparently that she came home from the hospital from giving birth to me and put on her jeans like wow before from before she was pregnant and this wow. is like i was born in 1983 okay these were 100% cotton jeans stretch jeans were not a thing yet <laughs> and they were probably high-waisted so too very impressive <laughs> they were probably high-waisted like acid washed jeans. uh-huh yeah that's exactly what we're talking Damn. about <laughs> i don't know if that means you were like a skinny baby or she's just magic i don't know that's wild um yeah so I hope you all enjoy this ballad. It's 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 just one of my, it's one of my faves. And try it out next time you go to karaoke. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. It's a little long. Get ready to like sink in. It's like four minutes. But yeah, I feel like there's so many there's so many things to consider because I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to be mm. better. And like one of the things I'm trying to do is like be okay with being bad at things, which is okay. why I won't do karaoke. I see. I see. I see. Um, and so I'm trying to like grow. And maybe like maybe I'll do karaoke one day. But there's a lot of things to consider. I don't want the song to be too long. It can't, you know, one thing that I can do well that doesn't involve singing is, like, obviously I'm not an MC, but I can learn rhymes really well, Mm -hmm. but then it can't have the N-word, so, like, that's, like, Mm -hmm. you gotta, like, look carefully. Mm -hmm. Then the other piece is, like, you can't have, like, a long interlude in the middle of the song. Too awkward. Like, there's, like, so many considerations. You are overthinking this, my friend. All right, we need to (laughs) I'm not done with the growth part. When you come to DC, <laughs> we need to just do it because it's really not that's like two songs in and nobody <laughs> gives a shit. You know what I mean? And you're singing like "Come to My Window" and you're just having a great time. Like you just don't, you can't like. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Boys to Man is also good. I have a lot of thoughts about karaoke, um, but yeah, you're overthinking All right. it. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on to let's our next flower going. couple, shall we? Yes. Yes. All right, so the next power couple is a vintage power couple, also mm-hmm. with, with a power couple that is no longer active. Yeah. This is, I don't know if y'all will remember how old most of our listeners are, but there was a time when Luis Miguel and Mariah Carey dated. I had no and idea. So... I had no idea. You turned <laughs> I remember this when it was happening, because it was like the talk of the gossip rag town um, in, you know, like Anunibision. It was like you know, all in there. So anyway, we're going to start with a song by Luis Miguel. This is called La Incondicional. Tú, la misma siempre tú Amistad, ternura, que sé yo Sombra ha sido tú La historia de un amor Que no fue nada Tú, mi eternamente tú Un hotel, tu cuerpo y un adiós Tú, mi oculta amiga tú Un golpe de Amor de madrugada 
So you don't remember when no, this relationship was happening in real I time? Missed it. When when was this? What what era are we talking about? It was about? like in the late nineties. Okay. I'm gonna say. No, I had no idea. Which yeah. I was definitely listening to Mariah Carey at the time, but I I mean I mean everybody was. How would we follow gossip then? You know, it's like I the gossip rags I read was like Big Bopper, those like weird like teen girl magazines with like Jonathan Taylor Thomas on them. Like I wasn't mm. I wasn't yeah. following I never Mariah actually Carey. read or sought out gossip of yeah. my own accord because yeah. it's just like not thing that I've ever really been interested in following. However, um, on Univision, there was always, uh, at my house, Rigor de la Flaca were always on, which is a gossip show. Got it. And also there was like Primer Impacto, which is like only barely news. So there was like a gossip segment. Right. Yeah. No, I didn't grow up watching <laughs> either of those. It's like yeah. news plus alarmism plus like your latest episode of I Found the Virgin Mary on my toast plus some gossip. <laughs> Lucy me in and Mariah relationship was a big part of that. And I specifically remember when they broke up because mm. it was like epic, you know, this like yeah. epic. Was it drama? Breakup. I mean, I don't remember particularly, but I just remember it being on the gossip shows all the time, you know, and that like wow. Mariah was devastated and, like, and like all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember like Anel Gordo de Flaca being like, it being a hot, hot part of the hot comedy. Well, shout out to Remescla for doing some reporting on this. We can put a link in the show notes to an article about their relationship that gave us, gave me some context because I did not know much about it. And there's also some like vintage pictures of the two of them, which <laughs> yeah. is pretty fucking cute. I think of her as like a, a like badass single woman. Like I feel like she's had a lot of her, and like she had kids on her own, right? Like I feel like yeah, she's done a she lot. She had kids with Nick Cannon. She had kids with Nick Cannon, oh. didn't she? Why do I have this image of her? I think it was from like MTV Cribs or something that I watched of hers like forever ago that I just got this sense of her just being like kind of a badass who's like down for being on her own and like kind of being too, I don't know, too much of a star to really like deal with men, but clearly. I, I hope that that's what's happening in her life right now. I'm not really following Mariah's private life. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she was definitely like... Um, made some strange dating choices. Mm, uh, like and Nick Luis Cannon. Miguel was Luis Miguel. I remember that one particularly being a big one just because it was like these two worlds that I knew that like felt completely apart for me coming together and like this like po- like star relationship, right? Because it's yeah. like mm-hmm. there's like Luis Miguel is like a star, a huge star in Latin America, but not really like no figura no you. And then like Mariah was like, you know, a global superstar because US culture is hegemonic. So that's what that is but right um but so I just like remember like these two worlds coming together and these people and I was like whoa I didn't mm-hmm. you know like they I think for so long basically until like my early 20s like my Latina self and like my United States self like lived so like I don't know like I feel like I couldn't be one person ever until mm-hmm. I like, came to New York and I was like oh you get to like be a whole human mm-hmm. <laughs> You yeah. know, like, yeah. and so I feel like in this way, it was like, it was like really, I remember it, I think, because of that. Yeah. Got it. So this article says that they dated between 1999 and 2001. So it was pretty short lived relationship. A couple years. And apparently years. they met in Aspen. <laughs> wow. Okay. The place okay. where rich people meet. Yeah. The life of the rich and famous. Yeah. Totally. Oh my god. Well, I'm really glad to know about this. And so he's like super private, which I think is part of why there isn't that much about um their relationship out in the yeah. world. Yeah. I mean, there was a Netflix series about mm-hmm. Luis Miguel. Have you seen it? So I haven't seen it, but it was like it just came out on Netflix when I was in Mexico like a summer, you know, year and a half ago when I was there for a month and so people were talking about it a lot. Um, but I haven't seen it. I don't think it was like an off like I don't think he participated in it. Um, and I think it was there's a lot of drama like his mother disappeared like there just seems like there's a lot of drama and like unknown things about his relation his family and like the sort of his life so I haven't watched it yeah yeah I I really I haven't watched it but I want to so what made you pick this Luis Miguel song? So they didn't ever did a duet together, right? That's the whole deal. They, they never, never did a duet yeah, together. We'll talk about that a little yeah. bit on the next song when we yeah. bring Mimi into the picture. But um, I just picked this one because it felt like appropriately dramatic with Luis Miguel. There was like another <laughs> one dramatic. that I picked that I was like thinking about picking, but it was like 
earlier on and it was like more 80s and sort of poppy and I feel like Lucy Miguel when I think of him I think of like heartfelt felt ballads that are just like you know meant to fill stadiums or like make people cry (laughs) and so I felt like this was this was like this was a Lucy Miguel song yeah and I feel like you know this 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 could have been about the relationship maybe yeah can't stop it right we'll probably never know (laughs) no I think the timing doesn't work out but you know yeah yeah theme wise (laughs) <laughs> got, it. got it so tell us about this Mariah Carey song that we're going to listen to alright so we're also bringing Mimi because we can't bring Lucy and not bring Mariah and we love her um, apparently this was to be a duet with Lucy Miguel but it didn't pan out this yeah. is called After Tonight it's by Mariah Carey feels like a feeling meant to be Yeah, you told me that this was supposed to be. Well, thanks to to Remescla, the article is in the show yeah. notes. They said this. that that they did it together. They recorded it together, and he hated it so much he like cut up the tape of it because I guess this was back when there were <laughs> see the drama. Lucy Miguel brings the drama to I the table. Know. Literal cutting of yeah, tape, like right. you love to see it. <laughs> yeah. So I then Mariah was like, "Fine, I'm just gonna do my own, I guess." <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can tell this was supposed to be the duet with Lucy because it has these sultry Spanish guitars. Uh, that's a note. Latino lover. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my god! Even wow. though like Luis Miguel is like the blanquito, es blanquito. <laughs> Well, and he's Puerto Rican, but like Mexican, it's just he's like interesting, <laughs> yeah. interesting it's background. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And she doesn't like really identify with her Latinidad at all either. Right? Yeah, yeah. In some ways, it's very it's very interesting. So the song is off of Rainbow, her album Rainbow, which came out in 1999. And sort of off topic, but can we please talk about like the running? like, girly theme of the album names of Mariah Carey's early discography. Have we talked about this before? We have not. We have not. Oh, my God. I just think it's outstanding. Her albums are called, like, Rainbow, Charm Bracelet, Glitter, Butterfly, <laughs> Daydream, Music Box. Yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm like, having a flashback to that Cribs, MTV Cribs episode, because she was, like, wearing this, like, very delicate, like, robe, sort of, like, sexy robe with, like, um, you know, fur lined on like the sleeves. And yes, like, with the marabou trim, mm-hmm, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I yes. just feel like she's, I mean, she's very, the, these um, album names really go with, I think, her aesthetic. She's very feminine, very like. Yeah, she like leans into like yeah. the glitter femme mm-hmm. thing. You know, yeah. she's like all pink, all femme, all glitter, 100%. I mean, I just think it's so perfect. I love it. And then like, yeah. then there was like the emancipation of Mimi and it like all sort of like changed from there. You know, like yeah. the, you know, the, you know, girlish themes for the album right. names ended, but but right. she had a long run, and yeah. I support it. <laughs> yeah, I love you for how much you love Mariah Carey. <laughs> so it feels much. very, it feels very unexpected, which I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> What's not to love? You know I what I mean? No, I mean I like her, but you know, you also like all sorts of other things that are very different. <laughs> I contain multitudes, but yeah. <laughs> maybe someday. <laughs> 
they'll they'll somebody will release like the song that never was that was the two of them together <laughs> oh yes somebody leak the tapes i know tapes. somebody <laughs> we want to see it if it didn't, if it didn't anybody all get cut has up. it send it here yeah, yeah. <laughs> i um, don't care if we get sued <laughs> i will play it <laughs> you're down i know i probably would it would be a great way to go out <laughs> yeah it would be all right we're gonna take a quick break to talk to y'all about our membership program Hey, y'all, if you've been listening the last few weeks, you know that we launched a membership program and we would love to ask you to join. For just $5, 10 or $15 a month, it's like a sliding scale situation, you can get access to a members-only feed of the podcast, which has no ads and includes a bonus segment for every episode. On this episode, if you remember, you'd get to hear a segment at the end talking about another power couple we didn't include that has a significance in my childhood and that you might recognize from 50s television. I'll leave it as a teaser. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you know, we give you like extra little segments. Last week we gave you a salsa playlist mm-hmm. if you were a member. So consider joining and it really, really helps us out really, truly so much. Check out the link in the show notes if you're ready to become a member and thank you so much. All right, back to the show. Okay, so now we're at, we didn't really plan it this way, but it turns out that like the second half of the episode, well, minus the member segment, is... um power couples that still exist they are not in the past they're in their oh, current current power couples yeah. so I mean, sort well of. sort of sort of besides the last <laughs> one um they didn't necessarily have a breakup but we'll see we'll talk about that so um so this one is i think our newest yeah these are our newest uh newest lovebirds and this this is a couple we i've talked about before in this show let's take a listen to Culpables by Anuel AA and Carol G. Baby, tú tienes marido y yo me redé en tu piel. Y tú te enamoraste de mí, baby, ya yo lo sé. Y él te falló, pero tú le fallaste también. Y las traiciones se pagan con otra traición también. Baby, tú tienes tu novia y yo me redé en tu piel. Y tú te enamoraste de mí, baby, ya yo lo sé. Que ella te falló, pero tú le for this couple for a while um they only came out about that relationship like last year so it's still pretty new although they are engaged i learned when i was researching this episode i don't think i knew yeah, that let me get like a whole tattoo of, a, of like a girl's face too I, I saw that yeah i did see that Oof, tattoos of somebody's face that's a lot that's a lot, mm-hmm. that's a lot. <laughs> forever um but yeah, I brought Secreto, which was like the, their coming out song about their relationship that was a duet. I mean, that, I think that's the benefit of being a music power couple is that you can like come out about your relationship with a fucking song, you know? Like, I think that's pretty badass. And it was all about like how they'd kept their, their relationship secret. Um, so this is, they have, this is their other duets um, together. They're on other songs together, like China, which was like a, uh, a song that Anuel Dolea put out, but that a bunch of people are on, including Carol G. But this is the other song that they do, just the two of them together. Um, I like Secreto better, but I wanted mm-hmm. to bring this for the purposes of this episode. Yeah. I just like, I'm always so, um, I'm very, always very struck by the dichotomy of like current Anuel, like post-jail Anuel and pre-jail Anuel is just like so wide. I mean, whatever, yeah. they're both fine, you know, but yeah. like, um, I I feel like usually I'm more into 
especially these days, but whatever. I like, again, like I like pop just fine. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's very, it's very funny. I, we did talk about Anwin's haircut recently. He cut his little boogie mm-hmm. mat and yeah. we're, we're all glad to see it. Yeah. I just, we know, you know, hairlines recede. It's just what happens. Oh, and as you know, as the resident non-romantic, I'm here waiting for the breakup songs. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, if they happen, I'm not rooting for their breakup. I hope that they last as long as the relationship feels healthy and good. Yeah. And right. then if it's a dramatic breakup, I think the songs are going to be great. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I hear <laughs> you. I hear saying. you. I did read an interview with them on Ola, which I don't read usually, but I was just Googling around for this episode where she talked about um, kind of, she kind of has a little shade toward him. She's like, basically like I was never really into his music before. So kind of, I think talking about what you were just saying about his before and after. (laughs) And then, and then he came to her about wanting to do a song. I don't know which song that would be. Um, And then she's like, I got to know him. And, and I saw that he wanted to evolve and grow and be better. (laughs) So oh, clearly man. she so was she like, didn't like pre-prison Anwin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some legitimate reasons to, to have questions about him and his behavior and some of the stuff that he got into. So, you know, it's complicated. Well, she was talking about his music though, not his behavior, right? <laughs> well, she said he didn't, she didn't have a closeness with his music, but I think, I think, you know, mm. talking about his evolution and growing and be better. I don't think that's just about his music. I think that's about like how he's acting in the world, you know? So. Kian sabe. I'm reading between the lines, but um, yeah. and then she's like talks about how it's beautiful that she can accompany him through his growth process. <laughs> so I just hope she's you know getting what she needs to. Like it's not all about helping him be a better man, you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, they're totally like a Latinx urbano power couple for sure, and both like doing pretty well in their careers. And I think it's sweet that they can kind of be part of that together. Think- and it must be hard, you know, to be in that place I think it could be really isolating to be in that arena and to have to try and figure out how to navigate dating in that arena and like Mm, having somebody who understands like the dynamics I mean that's what they talked about in that piece about Luis Miguel and and Mimi was like that they understood each other because they were in the same industry but I don't know I think it's lonely at the top I think it's lonely at the top so it's not surprising that people end up dating people who are in a similar yeah no I Cannot imagine. Being famous sounds like it sucks. To yeah. Be fair. I have no interest. Zero. Negative interest. Yeah, no. 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 <laughs> well, I feel like also of this power couple right now, I mean, I know it's doing pretty good for himself, but I feel like Carol G is really at the top of her game right now with like mm. Thusa, especially like mm-hmm. being like the it song that's at all the clubs. We haven't brought it or talked no. about it because it's like, I don't know, like, I, I think it's fine. I think sometimes I'm just like, Isa Toro, Isa Janto por nada, and that mm. makes me laugh. <laughs> like, yeah, got you, got you. But yeah, I think she's, she, Carol's at top, on the top of the game right now. It's yeah. like a big, a big fucking hit. Yeah, I'm glad for her. I'm glad for her. All right, so our next power couple are kind of OG power couple in Latinx music, also still together, still in love, still doing their thing many, many, many years later. So we're going to take a listen to Conga, and it's by the Miami Sound Machine. Come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Don't you 
and Emilio Estefan. I know. Me da vergüenza, but we almost didn't include these two. I don't know how. We could have missed <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I like completely forgot about them. And it's like, oh yeah, they were involved in like literally every single like, you know, 90s yeah. Latino boom yeah. crossover project. Like yeah. there was a time where like the Estefans were absolutely yeah. involved in coordinating it all. Yeah. I mean, they're like the definition of a power couple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, they're incredible. So shout out to this random Me Too article that I found on Instagram that was about Latinx power couples that reminded me of these two. <laughs> it, they included lots of people who weren't in music and people who weren't partnered to Latinos and whatnot. But um, I was like, right, the Estefans, of course, of course, of course. So we talked about Gloria plenty on this show before. We did a whole deep dive into Mi Tierra, which is like my favorite Gloria sort of music and era and this comes much before that um but i felt like it made sense given that we're talking about their relationship to bring something from the miami sound machine because this is where they met or this is not where they met but this is where they started collaborating right um i didn't realize that emilio was a musician himself briefly because he's really mostly been like a producer and a manager and like kind of a behind the scenes um dude in in sort of her life and in her music and in all the work that they've done together but he started the Miami Sound Machine actually I think it had a different name right before that Um, but he started that group in the 70s and then according to Wikipedia he um they met at like a church ensemble rehearsal where she was performing and then saw each other again at a wedding where his group was performing and she was a guest at the wedding and like impromptu like stood up and sang like a classic Cuban song. And that was when he invited her to join the group. Interesting. It's kind of amazing, like Miami small world moment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I I knew that Emilia Estefan was part of the Miami sound machine. Yeah. And then sort of like evolved to go for a producer from there. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's how they met. And I think they started dating pretty much right away. Um, they've had one of those like epic sort of long lifelong love stories, at least as far as we know. And um, she was a student it's at the University of Miami. <laughs> I, and now their daughter's yeah. a dyke, so it's all turned out great. Yes, their daughter's queer. She's dating another queer Cuban woman. They're both vegan. I don't know. I follow both of them on Instagram. So anyway, they're like vegan and political and like really open about their relationship. And like the Stefans have been big, big supporters of them. So it all feels very sweet to me. Um, so this song, I think, is probably like the most famous Miami Sound Machine song, right? Would you say that, Beto? Yeah, I would yeah. say so for sure. Yeah. Do you remember it from the? Um. Yes, I have this on vinyl. <laughs> yes, you do. Wait, I think I knew that. Oh yeah, the outfits are great. So this is like late '80s. Um. Yeah, I prefer Mi Tierra. Like that's really like the Gloria that I love, and for many, many reasons. But obviously, this song is iconic. And yeah, um, I fucking love Miami Sound Machine. I feel like that's like my shit, right? Yeah. Like, that's like the Gloria, like the Gloria that I love. I mean, I understand you connected yeah. to Mi Tierra, and like right. Mi Tierra's amazing. And yeah. also, like, I feel like I am here for like the <laughs> that like body music there's just like something so joyful and like sort of corny but also like completely amazing like Mm -hmm. corny but like no shade like I love it (laughs) yeah I mean it's very like late 80s corny you know like it just has yeah yeah a really a particular mood I think one thing about this song it feels like it's very much for like a white Anglo audience you know come on everybody let's do the conga you know like it feels a little cheesy in that way yeah totally in that way it's like sort of corny but I still I'm just like yes (laughs) yeah I mean, if it comes on, like, I will do the conga. You know what I mean? Like, it's totally, like, I'm down. <laughs> um, also, I don't know if I've I talked mean, about... what do you mean, oh. do that conga? Like, a conga line? I mean, that's what people do what when they hear means? these songs. Do they? I've never been in a group... I've never... I've never been at, like, a white people establishment when this song comes on. People, like, go and they, like, do form a conga line? I feel like I've only ever done a conga line to the song at, like, a family wedding. I, you oh, know. So, so Cubans do it, too. I mean, I'm a sample size of one, so I don't really want to, like, make a bold <laughs> statement about that. But, like, I, I do feel like I have a memory of the song coming on and doing that. So, yeah. Is that yeah. the conga? Like, no. It's a conga line. It's, like, a kind of a different thing. Right, but, right. Because, like, yeah. what is a conga? <laughs> yeah. Conga is, like, a whole... It's, like, drums. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing that, that I always think about when I hear the song is that I, family lore is that well, this was my first concert. The first concert I ever went to was Gloria Stefan concert. I guess it was probably Miami Sound Machine because of the timing. And um, I was probably like three years old or something. I was very, very young. And I fell asleep during the conga. That's the story that is always told. 
seems impressive, but now that I understand little kids more, like they can fall asleep during anything, you know, <laughs> if they're tired, like it's over. So do you know yeah. what your first concert was? Yeah. My first concert, I was not, we've talked, I think we've talked about it yeah. on the show. I yeah. went to go see like garbage and Alanis Morissette, right. who like 20 years later are now on tour together again somehow. Wow. Like what a time to be alive. Um, when I was like 15. I, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure that I was around live music before then, but my parents aren't really music people, not like right. my parents were, yeah. you know, yeah. so. Yeah, totally. Um, I wasn't going to, you know, see people like Gloria Stefan at the age of three. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so technically Miami Sound Machine still is like her band. Like they're still the people who do all her instrumentation and tour with her and perform with her, but it's none of the original members anymore. And I don't, I think they dropped like the Miami Sound Machine name oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. just Gloria Stefan and I, I hope their love is as true and lovely as it seems to be <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too yeah I mean it's I gotta be like 40 years together now or something like that so it's pretty incredible shout out to them shout out long lasting love all right shall we go to our last yeah let's do it let's do it our last power couple is Willy Colón y Hector Lavoe because power couples aren't just romantic couples, hey. motherfuckers. Hey, <laughs> we decided to bring a friendship power couple. I love these two. This is called La Murga. <laughs> I go on my like little soapbox about not placing romantic relationships on a hierarchy above other relationships. It's mm-hmm. just like my unpopular political issue that I'm always talking about. I don't think it's unpopular. <laughs> I don't think it's unpopular. It is unpopular. Well, I'm unpopular like... among who? You know what I mean? Like, I think it depends on who you're talking about. I, I feel think like... it's unpopular amongst most people. Like, there's like a subset of queer people that yeah. don't believe that. Yeah. But I think that the vast majority of people are very okay and also very um it's just like the standard thing to do is to like for your romantic relationship to be the most important and and i mean to be fair like everything in society pushes you towards that right like yeah. when i was in a long-term romantic relationship i held this political belief and like most of the time did not live up to it right yeah like, it's tough it's tough the way that we structure yeah our it's lives. like the way that yeah. like systems of mutual support are set up like mm-hmm. people make different choices right yeah. but like you know and I, I feel like this issue really took an L once DOMA was repealed by the Supreme Court which I mean as good as that was you know I'm glad that the Domestic Marriage Act is no longer a viable piece of legislation but like to set the record straight I was you know as you were right mm-hmm. like with me like always with the mm-hmm. queers who were like on the abolished marriage train yeah. and not like, like the benefits for everybody historically yeah. awful institution yeah <laughs> you know yeah yep yep but anyway I wanted to bring this power couple that wasn't romantic Benis was very excited about it too yeah. um, and I love this track so much I just have to, I just feel like I have to say for the record, like even though I'm super like romantico and everything like that, I still feel really strongly about friendship and like yeah, the, the yeah, bonds I know of you friendship. Do. Yeah, yeah. I know you like, do. I know yeah. you do. We're we're aligned on this yeah. political issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like I mean, I think like my friend, my best friend M, shout out to M. I know she listens to the show. Um, like we had a moment a couple of years ago where we kind of just were like 
both sort of like, we're in this for the long haul, like in terms of our friendship. And it was such like a sweet and important moment for me to like actually name that with someone be like, no, this is like, mm. this is like really serious for me. You know what I mean? Like you're a priority for me. And, um, yeah, and I think that's really beautiful. I've had those conversations with several people. And I said, no, we're, we're what we have. Like we're yeah. in this for the long haul. Right. Like, priorities to each other. Yeah. Like, for like, our, you know right and like romantic relationships will come and be a part of the mix but like that doesn't um change like what we have you know it doesn't change like how important we are yeah. to each other or the fact yeah. that we're like making a commitment to each other and maybe it doesn't look like cohabitation or whatnot but it doesn't that's not what you know friendship has to look like so yeah i was right. totally here for this what do we know about their friendship I know they collaborate a lot. Do we know anything about their friendship? I don't really know that much about their friendship. I don't, I mean, I imagine it must be lit as fuck because if you, like, listen to this, if you listen to, like, mm-hmm. I listen to, like, Che Che Cole, which is the song that I originally wanted to bring, but I've already brought it, so I decided right. to bring yeah. a different one. And this is also amazing. This is a great song. Yeah. That's um, great. But, you know, these two are just, like, two Fania fucking mm-hmm. classics, man. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, um, they're just fucking legends they collaborated often and in my view are like you know an amazing salsa power couple yeah and what would salsa even be without the collaborations between Willy Colón and Perlavo yeah now I'm thinking about all the like duos, you know, there's so many like reggaeton duos and all of these like yes. that could also be power couples, you know, so we could go in a whole direction with it um, going outside of like the bounds of romantic connections. I mean, there's Will Smith and Mark Anthony, like I talked about before, who have, like a cute bromance <laughs> <laughs> and maybe their collaboration like wasn't that, that like, great. Obsessed with these two's relationship. <laughs> They're just like, so, did they, is like, there a lot of evidence of the relationship between Will Smith and Mark Anthony? Yeah, like on Instagram, they like post a lot of. And there's like a video, video of like Mark trying to teach Will to salsa and like yeah, like games together. And yeah, like I mean, as much evidence as there is in that, I don't actually like stalk these two people or follow like gossip mags. But yeah, yeah, they're they're <laughs> friends. They're friends. There was a rumor that that Mark was sleeping with Jada, which I don't know if it's true. Also, maybe Will and Jada are open. I don't know. Quién sabe, you know. But I anyway. like to think that they are. But yeah. I hope so. I hope if people are cheating that they're, if their people are sleeping with each other, that it's open and consensual. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, yeah. but yeah, I love the thread and I'm really, I'm glad that you brought this. And yeah, Valentine's Day is cheesy as fuck. And like, it's a corporate holiday and there's lots of love to celebrate and everybody has love in their life, no matter what their like relationship status is, you know, yeah. lots of love to go around. All right, that's our Power Couple episode. <laughs> this one's been fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> As always, you can find all the details from all the music that we played today and all the things that we talked about on our show notes, which are linked below. If you're not following us on social media, you should be Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We also have a newsletter where every Friday we send out um, a reminder about the episode, but also we include in extra things that we're like into or reading. Um, so make sure you're signed up for the newsletter to be getting that in your inbox. Alright, babies. Hasta la próxima. Thanks for listening. Bye. Que es inútil. Que siempre te amaré. No me 